Everything that happens in Joseph's life that men do to him seems bad. But you watch carefully because God turns everything to good. We're actually seeing Romans 8.28 and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to the purpose of God. Joseph is a prisoner in Pharaoh's prison, in the dungeon. But the head of the prison notices Joseph, and he sees that everything he does prospers. He puts him in charge of all the prisoners, though he himself is a prisoner. The chief baker and the chief butler have been put into that prison by Pharaoh. They are given a dream, each of them, the same night from God. They go to Joseph to interpret the dream, and Joseph says, Are not interpretations from God? Tell me your dream. It turned out that the chief butler was going to be restored to service in the king's palace. But Pharaoh was going to take the chief baker and hang him on a tree and the birds would eat from his flesh. And Joseph said to the chief butler, When you are free, remember me to Pharaoh. Tell him about me. But the chief butler forgets Joseph. And for the next two years, two whole years, Joseph is going to be kept in that dungeon. Genesis 41. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven well-favored kine cows and fat-fleshed, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other Kine cows came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kine upon the river bank. And the ill-favored and lean-fleshed kine cows did eat up the seven well favored and fat kind so Pharaoh awoke and he slept and dreamed the second time and behold seven ears of corn came up 
upon one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven thin ears, and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. And the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that Pharaoh's spirit was troubled. And he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dream. But there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in the prison, in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night, I and he. We dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was with us in the prison a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams, to each man according to his dream did he interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted to us. So was it. He restored me unto mine office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon, and he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. See, if Joseph hadn't been in that prison, and interpreted those dreams, what would have happened? God would have had another way to call his attention to Pharaoh, but this was used to call Joseph to Pharaoh's attention. Verse 15. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Joseph would not take the credit for interpreting the dream, which was an interpretation from God. Joseph would not accept credit for something that God showed him. He said, it's not in me to do this, but God shall do it. 
17. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven cows, fat-fleshed and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and ill-favored and lean-fleshed, such as I have never seen in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-favored cows did eat up the first seven fat cows. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favored as at the beginning. And I awoke. And then I had another dream and saw in my dream. And behold, seven ears came upon one stalk of corn, full and good. And behold, seven ears withered and thin and blasted with the east wind sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one dream. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years, and the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there shall come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. 
Let Pharaoh do this and appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. It'd be like saying, a problem is coming. Save a portion of your money. And let them gather all the food of those good years that came and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such an one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy words shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck, and he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, bow the knee, and Pharaoh made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Here this 30-year-old kid, still, is freed from prison and made second in charge of the land, second only to Pharaoh. And all will answer to Joseph and bow his knee before Joseph in the whole land of Egypt. God exalted Joseph. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zaphnanpena. And he gave him to wife Asena, the daughter of the priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was thirty years old, when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. 
We will remember he was 17 when he was brought as a slave down into Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And Joseph gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as sand of the sea very much, until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the famine came. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. Joseph thought of God in everything. Everywhere he went, he thought of God. This shows us God was in his heart and mind. And the name of the second son he called Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plenteousness that was in the land of Egypt were ended. And the seven years of dearth began to come according as Joseph had said. And the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread because they had saved corn during the years of plenty. You have a savings account and no debt? No debt at all? That's what you ought to work toward. You see the wisdom that God gave Joseph. We have this same problem coming on us. I don't know that it will be seven years of dearth. It could be the Great Tribulation because the years of days of vengeance have surfaced in Jerusalem. The days Jesus spoke of have surfaced. I'm convinced of that. With the attack Hamas made upon Israel on October the 7th, 2023. Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, flee from Jerusalem. Don't come back into Jerusalem. For these will be the days of vengeance that all things written in the Bible will be fulfilled. That scripture is in Luke 21. God gave me a dream a few weeks ago that everything would be 
all right if people would pay for what they owe. Student loans, that type of thing. But they won't do it. Some really serious problems financially are coming. We, as a nation, United States, are $33 trillion in debt, and we are giving money to everybody around and paying for medical expenses in the United States and paying living expenses through Social Security and Medicare. I myself am at the age 85 where I receive Social Security and I receive Medicare. We have all of this debt and we're continuing to give millions of dollars to other nations because of their wars. This makes no sense. You couldn't do that. You can't live that way. You can't have all this debt and prosper until that debt is paid. I don't know how long we have on this earth. It could be 10 years of days of vengeance. Then comes the great tribulation, then Jesus comes. You can read all of this in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. But you see, you can't live the way the world lives. Paul says, be not conformed to this world. Don't live like they live. You can't live that way. If you want to know how to live financially, the Apostle Paul wrote it in 2 Timothy chapter 3. But you can't live in debt. And you will suffer greatly if you don't begin to change your way, stop those vacations, save that money, because a time is coming. You'll be very glad you got out of debt and have the money in savings. It's the same principle as Joseph. They prospered in Egypt while they were starving in the other nations and went down into Egypt to buy grain from Egypt. Egypt was in charge. Joseph was in charge because he was in charge of the grain. Everybody had to come to him to buy the grain. And the seven years of dearth began to come according as Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread because God gave Joseph the information he needed in order to prosper. And he did what God told him. Verse 55, And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. 
And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph. What he saith to you do. Because Joseph had wisdom from God. Now each person who is born again and has the Holy Spirit living in them has access to wisdom from God today. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. You don't go to the prophet to ask for wisdom. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You ask. And the famine was over all the face of the earth, and Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came unto Egypt to Joseph to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all lands. Joseph ends up in charge of Egypt and as a savior to the people, even in Egypt. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So if you are living according to the world, going on vacations, spending every penny you have, living from paycheck to paycheck, barely surviving, you're not living the way of God, you're living the way of the world. And Paul says in Romans 12, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Bible. So if you're living that way, you go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, where God tells us how to live concerning money. Conform your life to 1 Timothy chapter 6, to the instructions given. Do it now. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it now. And keep doing it with all your heart and pray for wisdom on how to get ready for that which is coming. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.